Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become the confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I'm excited to have Laura Gagioli on as a guest. And let me tell you about Lauren. So Lauren is an online entrepreneur who loves building online businesses and supporting her fellow digital solopreneurs as they share their gifts with the world. A big believer in intentional living, Laura created the online course, Big Why Life at bigwhylife.com to help folks from all walks of life create their personal mission statement and support healthy habits to support living a life of purpose. She is also an organic content marketing expert having leveraged SEO and organic marketing to grow and sell her first business, Higher Scores Test Prep, which is an online ACT and SAT prep company. At laurengagioli.com, she now supports her fellow online entrepreneurs with organic content consulting services and through her mastermind for online entrepreneurs. When she's not working, you can find her training for her next Run Disney half marathon or channeling serious Molly Weasley for knitting up a new sweater. I love it. (laughs) Putting in, puttering in her garden, home brewing beer with her husband or making delicious mess of the kitchen with her kids in their home just outside of Seattle. Please join me in welcoming Lauren Gagioli, and we're going to talk about that mysterious SEO doesn't have to be scary. Please welcome Lauren. (laughs) Thank you so much, Vicki. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, and it's so timely. It was funny. I was talking, my daughter, who's 32 and computer whiz, I was talking about uh, some of my SEO information and she's like, what is SEO? Mama's got the information. I love it. (laughs) So so whenever she edits this, she'll say, oh, there you go. More information. (laughs) It's always good to have. (laughs) So we always start with an easy question. We gave a hint that you, um, where you live, but can we give a city in Seattle? 
Yes. So I live in Issaquah, Washington. Issaquah. So yes, yes, it is. So yeah, kind of uh, east side of Seattle, just like beyond Bellevue. If you know where oh, Bellevue yeah, is in Redmond. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I worked for UPS for that's where oh. I retired, and uh, Bellevue was where one of our uh, shipping system companies was located and I had spent some time there. So, well, there you go. You were in my backyard. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. So why is it so important that entrepreneurs name a, a purpose bigger than their business? You know, there's a why they're doing what they're doing, but you know, what, why is it so important that they, um, have this like passion almost. Yes. So I think, you know, my understanding of a need for a purpose was always very fragmented. So when I started, I was like, well, when I'm a student, my purpose is this. When I'm acting in the role of daughter, it's this. When I had kids, now I'm mom, it's this. As partner, it's this. As business owner, it's this. And I ended up... (laughs) frankly, feeling very fragmented and fractured. <laughs> and I think as, as women, oftentimes we shape shift, right? We roll shift based on yeah. the context we're in. I'm the good girlfriend. I'm the business mentor. I'm whatever role I'm in. I'm stepping away from my center sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important that when we're thinking about our purpose, we go one level up on the hierarchy instead of being like, I'm this in this context and that in that context, we have like this unifying statement Mm -hmm. where we step back and we say, this is what I bring to the world. And then here's how I can live that out in many different ways. So my purpose is to help others actualize their unrealized potential. And so not only am I helping draw out what people already have inside of them, I'm saying I'm reflecting back what I see in someone else. I'm then also helping them move that once they feel it resonates with them Mm. into action. And I do that as I homeschool my kids. I do that when I'm being a good girlfriend and, you know, doesn't mean that I'm not just sitting there you know, having a great time with my friends sometimes, but (laughs) when I'm living in my purpose, there are many different ways that I can apply it. And I also help entrepreneurs do that as well. So yeah, it's, it's so nice to have that more unifying approach to your purpose. And, you know, I can see how that, um, really works for me. Once, when people ask me what I do, I always say I'm a connector. Because mm. in all of the different things that I have my hands in, yes, um, it's really I'm connecting people with resources in the in the most for the most part. Even as a mom, we do that all the time. You know, our yes. kids ask us questions, and we're there to be able to say give them guidance and direction, and hopefully um, things go well with that. But <laughs> not <laughs> hopefully always. it's received <laughs> with the energy yeah. it's and, given. And that's, <laughs> You know, but that I think is one of the the things, you know, I give the, I connect people, but it doesn't mean you're going to do it. It doesn't mean that you're going to take action. It's just, here it is. If it helps, use it. If it doesn't, 
then don't, you know? And yeah. um, so all of the different businesses that I do are aligned that way so that Interesting. it's easy for me just to say, I'm just a connector, whether it's anti-aging, whether it's speaking, whether it's leadership, whether it's this podcast, you know, I'm just connecting people with solutions. Yes. I love that. I love that. And the, the sense of intention. And I think there's like this you hear people talk about penny drop moments, like mm. when they learn something, I feel like too, it's almost like, oh, and now I'm dropping the needle into that groove on the record where like, oh yes, now I'm in the purpose, right? <laughs> and now I'm doing the thing I'm called to do. There's an energetic vibration there that can come out of it. But then also sometimes you step out of that and you're just having fun and not living in your purpose. And that's when you can have this sense of like balance and rest yeah. and ease. It doesn't all have to be purpose-driven, but if you never have that clarity of, oh, I've shifted into the groove, then you never know when you're out of it. And I think mm -hmm. in the day and age of everybody having so much access to so many different channels of communication, so many resources, so much knowledge, it's really powerful and also overwhelming mm -hmm. and it can feel like you're never doing enough. You're always working. Like that's where we kind of get off kilter. And so that sense of purpose can really drive ease and in our life and bring back presence mm -hmm. in our day to day, which is a really beautiful gift of doing that kind of work. Right. And, and I think you also, I think as you were probably kind of alluding to is, is there are times when for you to be able to really be purposeful, you have to be rested and refreshed. Yes. And, and I think that's where some people miss the mark. They just go, 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 and um, don't take time for themselves to replenish. Yes. So I teach my children in the Waldorf tradition and in the Waldorf tradition, there is this idea of the out breath and the in breath. Mm -hmm. And like, when are you pouring out? When are you energetically engaged with others and living in your purpose while it can be fulfilling can also be draining. It's an mm -hmm. energetically heavy lift. And so knowing what pours in and what also then like takes, you know, having a sense of that, that mm -hmm. even living in your purpose while fulfilling doesn't mean it's filling up your energetic tank. Yeah, and so yeah. really having that sense of like, we can toggle on and off. We, and we can find balance, not necessarily that there will never be a season that takes more or less, mm -hmm. but this idea of, you know, leaning in to work and doing the thing we're called to do. And then also making sure we're filling our cup again. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful as well. Yeah. So what is challenging about the way most people approach naming their purpose? I think it really is that fragmentation mm -hmm. and that sense that our purpose fluctuates with the action as opposed to we are driving which actions are mm -hmm. purpose-driven or not. Like we get to choose what actions we take in a day and mm -hmm. how what the ratio is of, you know, that in breath, out breath, that purpose driven and restful. And so I think when we really step back and reflect on it, it allows us more clarity. It allows us the ability to really dial down and say, okay, what's, what am I really called to do? Where do I feel in alignment? Mm -hmm. And, and kind of pulling that thread chasing that down and seeing what the bigger story is and, and pulling 
our purpose out of what already exists. I think often when it comes to purpose, a lot of us look outside ourselves, right? And I'm saying this as someone who's created a course around purpose. <laughs> so I, but, but my, my course is intended to help you delve into yourself. Mm-hmm. I love the notion, um, from big magic. Uh, if you've read that book by Elizabeth Gilbert, um, that we all have these gems inside of us that are, we're supposed to mine, mm-hmm. right? It's not that the gem lives out there. Maybe there's a tool out there that can help us access it, but, your purpose is already here. It's already inside of you. And so tapping into already what lights you up, maybe you need additional resources or education or or tools to bring it to light. But the truth of the matter is that it's already there. And mm-hmm. if we can do more to mine our past, then we can unearth that which already exists. Mm-hmm. And then once we do that, that's where we come up with a, a resonant statement something, you know, your, your values and what, and what lights you up sort of charge the magnet on the compass of your life. The needle that points to that true North is that mission statement that pulls you into alignment with resonant language. Mm -hmm. And then the third step is to figure out, okay, what are the daily habits that need to happen to really live in this flow? Mm -hmm. What are the things we need to be doing each and every day to sort of nudge the nudge that needle even more into alignment or keep it on track. Yeah. I'm fairly obsessed with the concept of vectors, particularly in parenting. Um, I, my background is as an ACT and SAT tutor. And what I noticed with working with teens, I had a lot of lessons of things I didn't want to do when they were toddlers because I could see how like they got, had gotten nudged off course. And now these parents and kids are yelling at each other across yeah. the chasm, you know, and there's that disconnection. I went, okay, I have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing it from the other side, I completely understand why that happens and it could happen anyway. Yeah. But this awareness for me as a parent of like, okay, I've got to make sure I'm continually trying to like track us so that we stay on course as a family, as well as the individuals that we all are. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about that and taking that daily action to keep it in alignment is really important. Yeah. Is it? especially with the kids. I mean, they're watching and they're emulating whether they realize it or not. It's It's always shocking when your words come out of their little mouths and you're like, oh, it did say it in that tone of voice. Or the other side, whenever (laughs) you say something, you remember, oh crap, my mom said that to me. Yes, (laughs) that happens too. (laughs) Shoot. Those things, yeah. And, you know, when you were talking about mining, um, one of the things I teach in my leadership is, is about your character diamond and that, Mm. and it's really about recognizing the weaknesses and the strengths, but the areas on the left and right of your diamond are, are those areas that you're mining, if you will. And, and the more you dig into it, the more you polish it the stronger it becomes and the more beautiful. And I, and so I truly do believe that in us, we all have the capability of being outstanding and genius. It's just, Mm. are we willing to do the work to, um, to make it happen? Oh, I love that visualization. And that's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we talked about the big why help. And so how does that help you find your work, life, 
rest balance. It's that clarity, right? It's that clarity Mm -hmm. of, of setting an intention for a day and going, all right, I'm going to be working in my purpose, you know, in this way. So for me, it manifests in homeschooling my kids. So even if I'm not working with entrepreneurs in a given day, my teaching them absolutely falls in alignment with my purpose. And so knowing that I've put some energy towards my purpose each and every day, even if it's in slightly different ways, keeps the ship moving forward mm-hmm. <laughs> as it were in alignment. And so I really feel like having that clarity and knowing, okay, I did do, even if not, not downplaying 15 minutes of living in your purpose in a mm-hmm. day. So many people have no, and I would imagine not your listeners, because if they're here, then they're actually interested in (laughs) self-development. They probably have a very good sense of their purpose. But for so many people in our world, it feels like there's this sort of flailing about, right? Mm -hmm. There's this Mm -hmm. extreme of hustle culture or complete just lassitude. They're on the couch, you know, (laughs) doing nothing. Those seem to be kind of the extremes. And it feels like a lot of folks get stuck in either one. And so again, just bringing it back. And I think that all comes through clarity. I think there's a fear that the clarity will mean that you are forever chained to this purpose. And if, if that, if it feels that way, then you probably picked the wrong one, right? You probably found the wrong thing. (laughs) One of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit more is whenever we talk about um, balance, I, I know that in in the people that I have been interviewed and just in my 65 years of experience, people get so hung up on um, balance, trying to mm. have balance. And for me, it's always been, it's not a 50-50 or 30-30-30 oh, no. you know, <laughs> type of thing. It, it, it really is a roller coaster ride. And it's how do you stay focused as you're going in those different, and sometimes you might have more focus that has to go on work. And sometimes you have to have more focus that goes on life. And um, sadly, most of the time we forget about rest entirely. <laughs> yes, yes, it's so important. You know, the roller coaster, I, I like to view like the mm-hmm. idea of seasonality, mm-hmm. right? That I had a I had a client who wanted to launch a course and she was getting very frustrated because she's like, I have one-on-one clients. I really want to do a course. I am fearful that if I take my, my free Saturday, my one day of rest away, that I'll never come back. Mm. And I told her, I was like, if you want to get this course out, you have to leverage that day for a period of time. But once it's it's done, (laughs) you actually are buying back extra days because you won't have to do as much one-on-one work if you don't want to, or you have this supplemental income that will allow you to offload certain tasks that can be done by others Mm -hmm. because you'll have that passive cash flow that we do often view it as all or nothing that like, oh, if I let it go, you're like, we, we control. Yeah. We control our calendars and we control what we allow. As I mentioned, I'm a homeschooling mom. My in-laws moved to the area this summer and my brain has been on fire because suddenly (laughs) I can think for just myself for 
really like extended three hour periods of time. I don't have to feed someone other than myself. It's lovely. And so that's been such a gift, but knowing we're heading towards the fall, I launched two courses this summer and I'm ready to dive back into homeschooling, but there was all this, there was a bottleneck of energy and I had to get it out. And the only way to do it was to like grind it out some days, Yeah, yeah. but I'm doing it and it's going to allow for rest. Like I'm looking towards Christmas and we have a lot of fall birthdays. Suddenly I have space for that because I did the heavy lift now. Right. And I can reclaim that for myself. So one of my very first coaches, um, Imana guy, he, he does online courses and he has the the 17 week method. So Hmm. you prepare, you launch and you do the post work and, um, and then you might do a second one, but in the the 17 weeks you're active and then Mm -hmm. you have rest and he has like two weeks where you just rest and vacation or whatnot. And then you start it over again. And I, I thought that that was such a brilliant way to do things because if not, you know, if you're cranking out and as you said, you control your schedules You yeah. know, for me with my podcast, it's like, you know, I'm going to the lake next week with my grandbabies and I'm um, mm-hmm. not doing anything except um, occasional going on Facebook or whatever, yeah. but I'm doing the pre-work now so that it's not like I'm not working, but <laughs> yes, I think too, you mentioned social, like there is the ability to per- be perceived as though you are constantly working, even when that's not true. And I think the more we have leaders such as yourself lifting the veil and saying, no, no, <laughs> this was a scheduler <laughs> or no, no, I'm, I'm here at the lake. The, the <laughs> interview you're watching was not live from the lake, I'm not always on, you know, I think, especially for people who are new to the space who maybe aren't aware of all the tech and all of the ways that you can leverage it. Mm-hmm. It can feel like everybody's always working and you have to, too, to keep up. Oh, yeah. But that that's the beauty of what I teach now for, for entrepreneurs with SEO. When I had my baby, my very first one, I worked four hours a week And I was able to turn four and five figures a month because of the organic search traffic I had. Nothing was paid. It was all free traffic. And I was able to make a lovely living and basically full-time mom. So there's some real power in the online entrepreneurship space. Mm -hmm. And once you start tapping into it, gosh, it's kind of heady stuff. Like you can get really sucked in and be like, wow, this is real life magic. (laughs) This is really powerful. (laughs) And aren't we so lucky to be living in this time where we have access to this? Yeah. You know, I sometimes hear people complain about the the time we're living in. And to me, I feel so blessed that we are in this time where this technology, where, you know, there are so many opportunities that weren't there in the seventies and eighties, whenever I was young and coming up it's really powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's get into that CEO. Let's explain yeah. to all of the um, baby boomers like myself, <laughs> okay. um, what, what is CEO and organic content marketing and why is it so important for us as entrepreneurs? So it stands for search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. And essentially it is 
the way that you tell Google, who I often refer to as Uncle Google, he's a benevolent, mm-hmm. uh, a benevolent family member. Uh, you you tell Uncle Google what it is you do. So um, social's lovely and fun, but the problem with social that I found when I first launched my test prep company was all my friends were like talking about Disney and like fun stuff. That's what their businesses were built around. And so they were selling popcorn. And meanwhile, I'm selling broccoli. And like on social, that just didn't fly, <laughs> right? People are like, ooh, SAT, tell me more. <laughs> like Nobody wanted to hear from me. They didn't want to run into me when they were looking at pictures of grandkids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was absolutely the last thing they wanted. So I had to pivot really quickly because I was like trying to create community and really I was a place where people needed to get in, get what they needed, which was a higher score and get out. And I was really good at that. I could mm-hmm. really facilitate that quickly and for a lower price point because I was serving it up online and it was asynchronous. It was lovely, but I couldn't get eyeballs on my stuff. And mm-hmm. I quickly realized I needed a different way. And so I, I had a couple of fortuitous happenings. I got to hear uh, Marcus Sheridan, the sales lion, if you're familiar with I him. Um, yeah, he's cut, he's uh, uh, East Coast. Um, I think he's out of Virginia. I'll look he, him up. Got started as a um, pool guy. Like he was, he was like installing in ground pools. (laughs) That was his first business. And he's gone on, and I think he sold that and moved on to do other things. But he was talking about how you, if people are out there asking questions, where are they asking them? They're asking them in Google. And so I got to see him speak at Social Media Marketing World in 2014, which was the year I launched. And I went, oh, I can answer these questions. I know the questions. I've been a tutor for five years. I know what people are asking me across the kitchen table. And then I found out from my website designer about keyword research through Google Keyword Planner. And I start, I kind of married those two and with a little bit of data behind me, not very much. It was real quick and dirty research. I was able to find the queries that were being typed into Google so I could match the language, mirror that intent and then address the questions at hand and then bring people onto my site and support their transformation. And so I was clear about what I did. I was clear about my purpose Mm -hmm. and then clear about how I met people and clear about how I created transformation. And that clarity met with data backed keyword research allowed me to drive 200,000 people a year to my site for free. So that's about 16,000 queries a month that were Google was like, Oh, you answer this question. And I always hear people say like, Oh, blogging is dead. No, no. blogging (laughs) is not. (laughs) When you have positioned your website correctly, that blog is the way people come into your site. We all think they're going to go to our homepage because we spent so much time designing that page. That's not where they go. We're not Tony Robbins, right? We're mm-hmm. not an, a household name. They come in th- by by seeking out the answer to the question that they asked. Right. And so they come up through the roots. And if you have not structured those pages appropriately so that Google knows what you do, have not met that searcher intent with a warm heart and a, a desire to serve, if you don't marry those two things, you can't bring them into your world mm-hmm. effectively and your, your road is harder. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Very good. All right. So um, how else 
And what other tools can the solopreneur use to leverage the SEO? So there's a lot of talk right now about AI, which is great, but I will be really frank. I am not an early adopter of any technology because I like to do what's what I call the mole method where I like pop my head out and I go, okay, what's going on? I'm taking the temperature. What are the timeless things that I can leverage here? Okay. I'm going to take that and go back underground and create, create, create to meet the data that I have now. Um, so I think understanding kind of parsing what's timeless versus what's hand-wringing, potentially shifting, money-grubbing, because sometimes people are like, hey, you're never going to learn all the things you need to know to do this. Just let me handle it. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that it's not just about driving traffic. It is also about conversion copy, community creating copy. Yeah, the community is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Your email list is a community, by the way. And that is really where you want to start. So how do you create transformation in a piece of copy that is keyword researched? I use Ahrefs to do that. There are free ways to leverage that, which is something that I teach. But how do you get the data so you know what piece of content to write? How do you write it using the timeless principles? So things like using your headers appropriately, mm-hmm. um, putting an image that is optimized onto that page, perhaps embedding a video. You don't have to grow a YouTube channel, but Google owns YouTube. So putting a YouTube video that has SRT files into your post, making sure it's very robust and then having it land with, and here's a free gift or <laughs> join my community call to or action. some sort of call to action that serves mm. them, not just you. This yeah. is where I, like I say, join my newsletter in some places, but let's be honest. Nobody needs another email. What they really need is, is more content that helps them with the problem that they have. Yeah. So be really honest about how you help them. I write a blog post a week, come and join me. And I will let you know when the next one goes live. Cause Google's also watching. Do people come back to this website? Do they stay on the page initially? Do they then continue to engage? And then do they come back later? That's yeah. a really clear indication to Google that you do what you say you do because their bots can crawl and read but there are a lot of things you can do to sort of muck the waters up so that mm. the bots see one thing, how a person engages with your content that tells them like, Oh, the human element is they still come back. That means it's really good. So how do we kind of create that ecosystem and support folks through that and really help them create transformation for other folks and, and meet that search intent. And, and often that means clients for you. It means a a solution for someone who is in pain. This is all really beautiful stuff. And that's what Google's built to do. It's, it's the ultimate matchmaker. It's the ultimate, you know, swipe, right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And for me, it's, you know, Google is really a verb now. (laughs) Yes. It used to be a noun, but it really is a verb. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When we have problems, you know, you might crowdsource on Facebook or Instagram, but when you have a really tricky problem and you need a solution, 
You're not yeah. going to Zuckerberg to diagnose it. You're going to no. Google. Yeah. And YouTube too. I, I swear my yes. husband um, has fixed more things by looking at a YouTube video. And it, it always amazed me that somebody took the time <laughs> to, to video what they were doing and, and, uh, and it helped. You it's know, helpful so, stuff yeah, right. and leveraged appropriately. It can also be profitable. You know, yeah. some, some YouTube channels have different intention, um, you know, or they're monetizing in different ways, but, um, I, I really love thinking of your, your blog posts and your website as all roads lead here. Mm-hmm. And even like, if you write a really robust blog post, it's not one and done. That blog post can drive traffic for years. That's exactly what I saw at my first company. And you can then leverage that single post to create 10 little popcorn items on reels or, you know, YouTube shorts or what have you, you can absolutely leverage what you've already created and repurpose it Mm -hmm. into a format that works in a different medium, but the core of it should be living on your site and the core of it should be structured appropriately for both Google's bots and for the human user. Yeah. I know like my course, I have my course and then I take the content from my course and have that as different timed speeches that I give. Oh, I love that. Then I pull some of it to just create handouts as giveaways. And, And again, it's not that I spend hours and hours keep creating each of those individual things. I just took time for the first one. And then I just repurpose it in several different ways. I love that. Yes, exactly. And you can do the same thing with your SEO optimized blog posts. Right. And even with my podcast, um, I'm, I have AI recording and I'll be doing, uh, the compilation books over the, you know, every year Oh, nice! and just having all of these wonderful guests that I have like you say, Hey, you know, instead of starting with a blank page, here's your transcript. Would you just expand upon that a little bit and uh, be a chapter in my book? And it's so much easier. Like I, I wrote love four, that. Yes. I did four of them last year in of, as a chapter. And I, each time I had to create this blank page and I thought, you know, I'm just saying the same thing in a different <laughs> time. So um, I thought, well, what, what, let me just make this easier for my folks. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's really the role of AI right now is as an assistant, as something that can speed up the workflow, but letting it steer the ship. You know, I think people really do know when they are reading something that is drawn up by AI and never touched by human hands. And it, you know, that may not be the case in six months when I pop my head back up and (laughs) take a look at the horizon. But I, you know, I think, I think a lot of people are like, ooh, I can get something for nothing. And they're leveraging it in, a, in an inappropriate way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it as is, a research assistant, it's fantastic. Yeah. To, to me, it, it really is like a brainstorming assistant. Mm-hmm. Because um, even for my preparing my post and things for po- the podcast, I upload the questions, the bios and information. And then I say, you know, create a headline or two that would be eye-catching, an excerpt of this that would be for this audience. And and Mm -hmm. so in seconds, it gives me something that I might have sat and pondered on for like half a day. Sure. Yeah. And I think it comes down to prompting with really um, 
unique information to begin with is also very helpful. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know, I do like to upload my thoughts as much as I can and the, and the scripts, because mm-hmm. then I know that it's going to be giving back my information as opposed to what was just out there and may or may not be right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crowdsourced and not fact-checked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, it is time now for us to share my screen and uh, go into the, um, and just so you know, the a couple of the questions I had from rapid fire, which we normally do, we're about is blogging dead. <laughs> and, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> and no, so that's good. You answered them. So great. <laughs> yeah, we just didn't have to call them out as rapid fire. So we're going to head and share my screen now. All right. As always, those that are just listening, you can go to the website for Lauren at https colon forward slash forward slash Lauren gag. Gagioli, Gagioli. I said it right all these times. You did. You did. It's all right. (laughs) So it's L-A-U-R-E-N capital or no, just G-A-G-G-I-O-L-I, all one word. So Lauren Gagioli. There you go. Close. Um, And then on Facebook, you can uh, find her by her name, uh, but it has an M there. So Lauren M. Gagioli. And then LinkedIn is just Lauren Gaccioli. Instagram, same thing. And I'm going to let Lauren tell you what you can find on her website and um, any other loca- any other things that would help you to uh, want to look into more about her. Absolutely. So laurengaggioli.com is where everything lives. But if you are looking for help with naming your purpose, if you don't have that locked down or you just want a little, I always view it as like scraping off the layers of paint, right? You keep going deeper and deeper. If you want to revisit it through a different lens, I'm all about frameworks, not formulas. I I like to guide, but give you plenty of room to play. And so I do that at Big Y Life. And then if the SEO stuff, if you're like, oh, that sounds scary and I've been avoiding it and it always seems slimy, but now I'm kind of intrigued. (laughs) Organic marketing ecosystem is the course that I'm offering there. I am doing it live led one more time. I'm currently doing a live led offering before the end of the year, I will do one more and then it's going to be locked in an evergreen format with of course, additional support built in if you're looking for support with just like a the occasional check-in as well, I have an on-demand as needed mastermind. So it's drop-in, you sign up for your date, you reserve your date, and then you come and uh, join me. And we talk through mindset and technical stuff and 50,000 foot strategy <laughs> and really dialed in problem solving. We run the gamut and it's called phone a friend because honestly, we all just sometimes need a friend, especially if we're online solopreneurs gathering at the water cooler of Instagram and going, where are my people? (laughs) So if you want something a little, a little more connected, a little more strategic, I am happy to help uh, support you as you, as you WD 40, the wheels of your (laughs) business and help it run a little more smoothly. (laughs) Awesome. I love that phone a friend. I just want to thank you, Lauren, for just a wonderful um, time today to learn more about SEO, but, and uh, what Google can do for you to help you grow your business. And thank you so much for having me. (laughs) It's not, it's not, it was lovely to hang out in Georgia today. It's been a while since I've been to my old stomping grounds. (laughs) Well, we're happy to have you ever come by. We'll go and have a 
some uh, nice Southern food over here. Sounds lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. As always, I remind everyone that life's a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.